0: To the stripped down know nothing podcast. Focusing on the bare naked ladies. That's right. We'll cover an ass load. From blame it on me. To "Passcode." code. Where it's all been done. The podcast. I can't stand to hear him breathe. It's my co-host, Evan. Do, 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 whoa. Do, 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 great. Boy, do. you picked a great it's one. It's my this co-host, Saker. Week. You picked a great one this week, buddy. I'm very, very happy with your choice of uh, selections. Uh, what is that? Your Was that your favorite line from the song, do you think? I think a lot of BNL songs are sort of like, backwards engineered from a chorus and (laughs) not even like a verbal chorus like oh we just want to go do 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 do." and then they're like okay we'll make a song about that how about uh wanting to sleep with your (laughs) ex-girlfriend sure it's like they're uh throwing darts at a dartboard like (laughs) do 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 plus ex-girlfriend plus cars okay that's this week perfect yeah yeah, exactly um yeah if you could have have one refrain for your life what would it be one refrain not a chorus but like a sound what in the you go first because I have no idea what the fuck you're talking a refrain, about. Her refrain is just like an uh, a vocalized chorus, right? Sure, so but it's like if, she loves you, yeah, 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 yeah. So, sort of thing. So what would yours be? <laughs> uh, probably a sustained fart. <laughs> I'm sorry. So
1: favorite, you're asking my favorite me B&L.
0: <laughs> What like button on a soundboard defines my life, basically? What? You could give yourself a chorus too if you want. <laughs> oh, Do you yeah. think you deserve words? <laughs> Do I deserve words? Um no, I don't. Um fuck, would He tried be- his best. Oh well. That would be, my, be <laughs> no, my. that's Yeah, yours should be he tried his best. Like sustained <laughs> yeah, fart noise. Sustained that's fart. it. <laughs> um and mine would be um a um, single sad trombone. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's let me, uh, not a bad one to me. Let, let, uh, let me rephrase the question then. Okay. What what sustained instrumental? instrument do you think would best define your life this is an insane you you've started this episode off with a moment of insane possibly the weirdest question you've ever started one well of these my blood with. is full of smokehouse almonds and i'm ready to <laughs> fucking fight so let's do this okay mine would be a bassoon so it'd be like bomb like one of those <laughs> I'm having difficulty. It's like Peter and the Wolf, where they describe. They, every, there's like an instrument. What okay. instrument oh, defines oh, what your instrument life? What instrument defines yeah. you? T- Jesus. Suddenly okay, my I'm madness there. becomes I'm clear. There. Okay. I'm there. It took a while. My apologies. Okay. I should have explained it more clearly. It's my fault, not yours. Uh, mine would be a xylophone played with a giant toothbrush, <laughs> as seen in the video for Shoebox. I was thinking yours would be a xylophone, but played with, like, fish. <laughs> Like dead fish, <laughs> yeah. just like sla- like this. Sl- wow! would be like you'd hear the glonk, but you'd also hear the slap sure. because you've got some humor to you, right? That makes me feel like the wacky, random, like silly neighbor trope. You in- are that, though. Oh no! You're my. You're my. I don't know. Dude. Alternative, C- girlfriend. C- you're my alternative girlfriend you alternative girlfriend great it's wonderful uh speaking of alternative girlfriends oh, no Saker's boy patented segue I'm real bad at these segues he's appeared in community brooklyn 99 crazy ex-girlfriend and broad city and he's got his own podcast called don't get me started it's will hines hi will how are you
1: hey, will. hey how's it going everybody uh, going great i think I, I would be a french horn um, <laughs> in the peter and the wolf metaphor because it's kind of Sad, but uh, but still got some melody, got some kick uh-huh. to it. I, I like the French horns. There's
0: a there's a strength to French horns, like <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. Like a Quiet there's strength, a quiet, a quiet
1: confidence. They're
0: <laughs> not they're not front and center in the brass, but like they're always no, not quick. like the
1: trumpets. They're yeah. they're behind the trumpets, but right. they're,
0: they're they're still there. And they're not fucking show-offs like a saxophone. They're not like
1: jumping on stage yeah, and like, those like moving around yes. and stuff. No,
0: the French horns are in the yeah. back. They're just they're doing not a their big guy, old
1: phallic symbol like the saxophone. <laughs> That's they're right. Wait.
0: Yeah, wait, hold on. Is that how penises look to you? Well, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: that's it. You need Double read spit valve. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, yeah.
0: All the little, all the little, uh, the buttons on. Buttons. It. Yeah,
1: yeah, uh, lots of contraptions.
0: Wait, so you guys got French horn and uh, bassoon. bassoon, and I got a xylophone played with fish. Oh, yeah. Fuck this you podcast. Let, your mistake was letting me punch you up. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, well, your choice was viol- xylophone played with tooth teeth, br- a giant toothbrush. <laughs> so it wasn't, this it wasn't is like true. I was starting I from chose like my fucking own jump. Fate. Yeah. yeah, this is true. This is true. Um, yeah. yeah uh Will you
1: made your own bed
0: i did make my own bed uh and i refuse i can't get any sleep just like the narrator of this week's song see that would have been a good segue if That's i wanted a great to segue. talk about the song it's a great right segue. now which i don't i want to talk about your history will with bare naked oh. ladies i was so pleased yeah. when i emailed you i was like do you want to be on this cast and you enthusiastically said yeah i'm a huge bnl fan so uh yes yeah tell me a little bit about like when did you discover them what's up with that
1: Okay, so I after the um, 1996 album, um, the live album came out, Rock, uh, spectac- Rock Spectacular. Yeah, Rock Spectacle. Um, I, I had not heard of them yet, but my younger brother, his name is Kevin. He he does improv at UCB like I do. Uh, made me a mixtape, and there was like BNL songs all over it from from that album, like the right. live version of Brian Wilson and um, the live version of If I Had a Million Dollars. And I had never heard of them before, and I really loved Brian Wilson. Like that song, the live version really hit with me. Sure. And I was, but he had like it was one of these things where he was obviously newly in love with the band because in a mixed cassette of, you know, fifteen songs, six of them were Bare Naked Ladies <laughs> or something insane <laughs>
0: like that. That's pretty heavy. You know the hand, way yeah. when you
1: fall for a band, it's like this is all I need.
0: <laughs> right. Exactly.
1: But that that sort of woke me up to them, and then I went back and got their first. Uh, two albums gordon and um maybe you should drive mm-hmm. and just got obsessed with them and then uh, stunt came out like shortly at, i think i'm skipping one album but then oh yeah born, on a, born on a pirate ship yeah right yeah and then and then stunt came out i think right what a great time yes. to be a fan like two of two have just
0: sort of been getting into them and
1: then stunt drops yeah
0: oh my god yeah and then
1: like the world knew about them um and that was kind of weird uh because i never really feel ahead of things when it comes to music
0: <laughs> right yeah
1: <laughs> but um I, and I, I really i really dug him and then like you know since then i i go in and out of of attentive fandom there's times that i'm paying a lot of attention and there's times that i'm sort of taking a break and i was you know bummed when steven page left sure. but i went and saw them anyway post steven page tour and it was great um and yeah, I always kind of, I always kind of have an eye, have an eye on the BNL. Right, right. And I, and I've, I'm a fan of other bands that are sort of BNL adjacent. I'm a, I'm a huge They Might Be Giants fan, which <laughs> right. overlaps with BNL somewhat. Although you know, if you're a fan of these bands, you can. There's differences. There's important differences, but mm-hmm. like certainly a lot of overlap. For sure. Yeah. Um, any kind of like, and any kind of like nasal voice, <laughs> verbal uh you know deliberately weird de- de- deliberate lyrics from from someone who it seems like has had nerdy obsessions and i'm counting the mountain goats the decemberists oh, yeah. uh-huh. anybody like that even though these these bands are very very different in their mood and result they all kind of they kind of like scratch the same itch for me
0: yeah it's oh. like
1: l- lyri- elliptical lyrics uh catchy melodies kind of a nerdy personality at the middle sure a bit of a bit of deadpan bemusement (laughs) Uh, they're all they're all in a on a sort of spectrum for me and i and i like them all. but bare naked ladies is like um sort of like the uh most self-aware they're the most canadian like in (laughs) that they they have the least pretension about them they're they're, they're, there's the least the least artiness in a good way
0: yeah 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 you're right Uh, they uh, they they, might
1: be giants to me are kind of like performance artists from the east village who are nerds (laughs) and bare ladies is like a blues rock band who are nerds in in how i experience them i have no idea what they'd be like personally
0: sure yeah that's interesting i hadn't thought about and, and i've never heard we've heard the words they might be giants on the show more times than I can count. That's probably the most compared band. Yeah. But I do see the yeah. link between Mountain Goats and Decemberists. Mountain Goats yeah. and Decemberists. I think that's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and you're right. They do have that core of nerdiness. Mountain Goats. In fact, I think they just announced that they're doing an entire D and D based album, which is yes. crazy to me because I yes yeah, the tend most to think of them
1: iconically like nerdy. Yeah, I don't I don't think of them so much that way either. But um, um. They're, they're a really interesting band. Uh, I, I love, like, thinking about the bands that I like in right. a way that is probably no fun. <laughs> it's probably no fun.
0: <laughs> right. But um,
1: I like to sort of imagine the, the the clockwork of personalities and how they all sort of interact to make their sound. Yeah. And, um, you know, and obviously with Bernicke Ladies, I think a lot about the partnership of Stephen Page and Ed Robertson and, like, um, they're appreciation for each other and i guess they're getting sick of each other sometimes sure um ed seems to be the guy who does all the organizing and gets everybody (laughs) together to do stuff and then like steven shows up and is like maybe more (laughs) of a mad genius sometimes and kind of helps make them unique and obviously his voice is incredible but um i I wish they would patch it up I i think they're such a good team uh, Absolutely,
0: and it's so, and it's it's weird to see the the stark stark difference between old Bear Naked Ladies and new Ladies. like just how how much their sound has changed in the feel of the whole band in general. Yeah. Like I t- like in most bands, if if the singer leaves or if a, a a member leaves, the difference is just not as there's not a strict bifurcation between the two. I mean,
1: it's like if it's like if John Lennon left the Beatles. I mean, like yeah uh it's a it's just a different band yeah, i mean absolutely. I, I think of the current bare naked ladies as an ed robertson solo project and it's one that i like and yeah it's good yeah but also, it's a di- it's a different band that's um,
0: interesting you don't hear a lot of people who who, who kind of uh stand for the the new bare naked ladies but that's great so you've kind of been following their their later albums as well then
1: i'll always give a bnl album a, a listen sure. i don't always totally drill down to where they're familiar but sure. i'm always like what are my friends doing right you know
0: (laughs) yeah checking in with your buddies if if, if,
1: if like my friends in real life have a band i'm gonna listen to their album like one time right right? and i and i even you know even if i end up not really digging it and uh, the Naked ladies are they're like mental friends like the (laughs) the the person the the band as an entity is something that i like so i check in on them yeah i've also listened to steven page's solo stuff
0: Mm -hmm. i was gonna ask that Um, yeah So did you have you seen Stephen Page in concert since the split?
1: No, no, I haven't.
0: He puts on a show; it's pretty good. Yeah. Oh,
1: I'm sure it's great. I'd love to. I mean, his voice is incredible. I would love to see it.
0: Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, You know, I I I also think it's interesting that Brian Wilson is kind of what brought you to the ladies because I think that you know we have a lot of comedians, a lot of improvisers on the show, and I think they're attracted to the Bare Naked Ladies kind of comic sensibilities that they inject into their songs. So it's interesting, a song oh, like yeah. Brian Wilson won you over, which is very... Yeah, it's a sad song. Yeah, dour, like... Oh, uh, I
1: love the sad stuff. I'm into the Bare Naked Ladies for the sad, <laughs> melancholy, tortured... <laughs> sure. Uh, the, the joke stuff I love, but to me, it's like, a, that's a garnish. Right. <laughs> you know, things like King of Bedside Manor and, uh, you know, One Week or whatever. Anything that's goofier, I'm down for it. Yeah. It'd be hypocritical for me to not be down for it. Sure. Um but I uh, I'm not I'm there for the for the deep, sad, tortured protagonist.
0: <laughs> right, yeah, absolutely. Do you have a a, a favorite I mean, I know that's a big order, but do you have a favorite good Lady song?
1: My favorite um my favorite uh like kind of Easy Pick is uh, The Old Apartment. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an easy one. That's like saying your favorite Beatles song is Hey Jude or some bullshit. <laughs> right. but, I, but I do love it. I love it every time I hear it, and I have an unending appetite for that song. Sure. Um, slightly Deeper Cut, I love Shoebox. Shoebox yeah. is one that I really kind of groove on. <laughs> and I also love um, If I... Uh, if i fall the the window washer wow, one. when
0: i fall that's such a good song and it's more yeah, it's yeah. definitive if i fall no my friend when right. i fall yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah that one is i mean that all so. three i think of your songs that you mentioned are from born on a pirate ship which is such a good album overall yeah. just like yeah they yeah. they knocked it out of the park with that one although stunt is i mean i can see why it became the big thing that it became because we're going through it now and it's honestly there are very few bad tracks on this one
1: uh, Stunt's incredible. I love uh, alcohol. I love... Um... Oh, yeah. It's all been done. Oh, yeah. This yeah. album's incredible. It's all been done as a huge one. Call and Answer. Who Needs Sleep is really fun. Yeah. Oh, Some Fantastic is my cut on this album. Yes!
0: Some Fantastic is my favorite song on this album, and people call me on it all the time. But, man, it's so yeah, no, good. No,
1: you, you're you right and they're wrong. <laughs> Yay! Thank
0: uh, you, Will.
1: So, Some Fantastic is great. Yes. it's, it's a hip, uh, That's that's definitely one that's been on... Re- I'll hear that and put it on repeat to a robotic degree, like
0: <laughs> yes. twenty
1: times in a row, I'll need to hear that song. It just, just it really hypnotizes me.
0: Sure, it's an incredibly deep cut too. Like it is just like let's tack yeah. this onto the end of the album. <laughs> Might not be yeah. the best, but yeah, I I love that one. So yeah, cool. Well, well we got you on today's song. Speaking we'll of see. deep Speaking cuts. Speaking of deep cuts. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's talk a little about today's song. So, the song this week is called Leave, and if you've never heard it before, here is a quick sample.
1: I've informed you to leave, cause I can't afford to lose more sleep.
0: All right. So Leave Will um had it been a long time since you heard Leave?
1: Yes, it's been a hard time since I since I heard it like with any attention. Sure, absolutely. Um and
0: coming back to it, what did you think about it?
1: Uh I love it. Um I uh I like it's one of those the the guy they for guys who's like their banter Seem so jovial and laid back. Right. Have they all just had the most toxic history of relationships <laughs> of anybody? Like, have they had a happy relationship ever? <laughs> and also for like guys who have kind of a nerd energy, they're often bullies in their songs. They're like, they're like impatient. Bullies more Stephen than Ed, but um,
0: yes, I was just about to bring uh, that I mean, up. Not yeah. like
1: true, not like truly deep me. Not like not like true bully, but like kind of like, man, what an entitled alpha you are, yes. guy who's the lead singer of a band called Bare Naked Ladies.
0: Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Steve has this weird, especially early Steve has this weird misogyny about his yes, lyrics yeah. that's just like embedded it, in there.
1: Yeah, it's it. I, it actually weirdly really makes me like them because it's it's very personal and particular. I mean, it, I don't love that energy, but it makes me respect him as an artist. I'm like, well, man, you're really showing something vulnerable here, so an unlikable side of yourself.
0: <laughs> That's true. Wait, um, yeah. I mean, we had the we had the gentleman on who did their biography and one of his things was that when he was interviewing Steve, Steve was very much more open than the other uh, yeah. ladies. Yeah. And when he put out the biography, Steve was like, oh, man, I shouldn't have shared all that because he thought everyone else was being that open and yeah. putting everything on the table, but uh, they weren't. Yeah, They weren't. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah." He, but I guess that's what, uh, I mean, That's he does seem like a reckless, crazy guy who would, like, show up at the bar, pound three shots, and be like, <laughs> I'm cheating on my wife. What am I doing? Uh
0: but impression. you know
1: what? She deserves it. She deserves it or something crazy like that. Uh, uh,
0: yes, absolutely. I didn't yeah. want to break her heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: she, yeah. Uh, oh, Break Your Heart is a crazy song. But it, it fascinates me. It fascinates me. Um, so so this one's kind of, you know, like a low-key version of that. Like, um, I like I like the very first line, I've informed you to leave. I've informed you to leave. <laughs> um, even the cold... Clinicalness of informed, and that's, um,
0: and that's just such a Canadianism. Canadianism. I don't think I don't think an American would say I've informed you to do. I've anything. Wrote, I wrote that down as well because yeah. he's using informed. Complete. Like I've implored you to. I've asked you. to leave, but You yeah. can't inform someone to you, something. You can. I mean, you it can. can be, it can be. It can be used as a verb. Okay. But we just don't do it down south of the border. Sure. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just
1: very mechanical. It's yeah. just it's like a machine.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's I true. have
1: transmitted the information to you. <laughs> That I would desire you to vacate the premises. Sure.
0: Well, I, I feel like this might be like, uh you know, the narrator of this song yeah. might have had more patience a year ago or whenever, you oh. know, things and does, started. And it does set the tone. Like, informed is very different than implored. Sure. Right? Yeah. So. And that's what I'm saying. Yeah, maybe maybe in the past he was more like, and it heartfelt. The, it sets the relationship, too. Like, I'm telling you to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 Absolutely. I'm not asking anymore. This, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it is very mechanical. I do D- like that. T-F-O.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's also one of these songs where the lyrics aren't, um it's not a cleaned up literal story song. It kind of ventures into sort of poetic moments that, right. uh, like, it jumps around in time, I think. Like, yes. it jumps forward to when he misses her. Um, he's sometimes kind of a bully and then sometimes put upon. Like, it's more, like, sketchy and sort of impressionistic than, like, super buttoned up uh, thought about description. Sure.
0: And I and I I I love that interpretation of it because um I mean that's how I saw it at first too. Is obviously this is a song about a relationship, but I mean this is the whole sort of death of the author here is that Ed has come out and said that this song is about uh his brother who died in a motorcycle accident, which is seems crazy to me because the lyrics I would never ever have gotten, I would
1: never have gotten that right I would never have gotten that
0: yeah, so it's the same so that mean that,
1: that changes the mood of the song. It's he's like trying to tell an old hurt to go away
0: exactly, but it's but again, we have this death of the author where yeah, like it's it's one hundred percent about a relationship, like a, a a significant other relationship before you you know those things well, um, I mean it, yeah, it, it can't be about a ghost because ghosts don't breathe what? He says, yeah, he says I can't oh, stand to yes. hear you breathe. Ghosts yeah. don't breathe. And well, ghosts don't wear shoes either. I, I, <laughs> you're right. I'm so sorry. Yes, you're correct. Why would he tell me about his brother? Why would he keep his brother's also, shoes? Also, like
1: the emotional, the emotional tone of the song, like the melody and the feel of it, doesn't have the gravitas of that.
0: His, the chorus, right? Do do do. do mm. Like does not feel like. And again, I feel brother. like I yeah. It's that. like
1: this is more of a deliberately tossed-off song. Yes. It sounds more like something you just kind of make, you you get some chords you like, you hum a melody you like, and then you fill in the words with whatever sounds good, you know? And I'm not opposed to that type of song, but it's weird to retroactively be like, that's my statement on how I feel about my dead <laughs> brother,
0: right? Well, this is the same uh, I'm I uh, am I the only one from uh, maybe you should drive the last track on there is also about mm-hmm. his brother as well, and you compare and contrast the two and it's like one definitely feels like it's about a lost family member and the other sounds like the friends theme. <laughs> like definitely <laughs> yeah. a big difference between the two. It wasn't and real weird. Did Ed write this alone or was it was It's he, credited it? to uh, Robertson Page. Okay. So my my suspicion is that Steve Page came in with the refrain. It's so weird to Ed, me that Ed would be like, that's okay. Let's do the do-do-do-do. Well, we know for a fact that they've worked backwards on songs before. True. Like, they, like uh, it's all been done. They wanted woohoo, who, yeah. right? And yeah. Shoebox, they wanted... Um, the sustained fart. Right, <laughs> okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I agree with you, but it just um, is amazing to me that Ed would be like, yeah, you know, I know we've had this do do to do, do thing for a while. Let's put it in my well, dead brother song. I don't like, feel like do 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 to do do whoa is like necessarily like a gear shift for the song. Like it's, really? It, sort of, it's, just sort of, it's sort of
1: plaintive. It's a little bit plaintive. Like they're not, they're... Yeah, I, I agree. It fits the mood. It fits the mood. I mean, if I know that it's about his dead brother, it's a gear shift. It's like... Uh, but if I'm just listening to the song not knowing that it it definitely makes the song more of a throwaway thing, you yeah. know this is not a this is not a hit single. they didn't bear down on it it doesn't feel <laughs> like they they
0: yeah and we're, they
1: really focused up on it, maybe they did I don't know it, it doesn't sound like it we're pretty deep in the uh, album, so again
0: there' five is, tracks, yeah, I mean that's what a third of the way, yeah in. okay right, fair, so, fair. but i mean if we if the if the refrain had been like. Woohoo! It would be a very different song. <laughs> You're right. Okay. And, and I, actually, I do think that some lyrics make more sense when you view it from that, uh, that lens. Like the, in the first verse, it's, you know, uh, I'll try to rest if you'll stand guard. Like he's viewing his brother as some sort of protector or guardian angel, where that, if you look at it like a relationship, it's like, well, that doesn't make any sense, I guess, really. So I'll try to rest if you'll stand guard but um but you know there's someone out there is looking out for him and i i kind of i kind of like that uh, but then the second verse seems mean like i chew up and i choke down the scraps you choose to leave around i can't stand to hear you yeah. breathe like that part it seems fucked up to me if that's about his brother yeah i can't
1: stand to hear you breathe i chew up and i choke Well, I, I mean, a relationship with grief, I can sort of get there. You get resentful of your grief. You get tired of it. Yeah, I suppose that's true. Uh, and I mean, uh, what? There's a way – I mean, I don't know. There's um, – I wonder if Stephen Page had written the whole thing, what it would sound like. If he said, Stephen, write a song about being mad at your, your brother's ghost. <laughs> man, he'd be so, so less apologetic about yelling at his brother. 100%,
0: yeah. yeah. I don't know. He would, he would find a way to blame himself. Oh, oh, for sure. And and threatened to kill himself by the middle of the, <laughs> the song, song, which we see as a a regular Stephen Page thing. Yeah. He, oh, yeah. I
1: guess he is like that. I think of him as so much more. I think of him as so able to call out other people's faults. Yeah. It, like,
0: it's true. But I think. But he, you're
1: right. He's also very hard on himself. Yeah. He's yeah.
0: Very, that, that sort of self-deprecating uh, aspect of his lyricism is something that. I was originally attracted to, but now that we have like waded through, I want to say like three and a half albums of yeah. it, like it it started to, started to grade on me. Yes, but again, we're we viewing these songs in a way that they should never be viewed, which is like listening to them each forty, 40 times. times and yeah. then like dissecting them line by line. Which right. is like that's not that's not how you should that's not how you should consume
1: music. This period. whole
0: podcast is wrong. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah, we are we are the bad guys. here. Yes, we are. Yeah, I think
1: it's interesting with songs how because I'm not I'm not a lyrics guy first and foremost, Mm -hmm. I'll like get into the vibe of a song and the sound of it. And then if I really like it, I'll dive into the lyrics much later, but er early in a er early in my relationship with a song, there'll always be a couple of lines that like stick out, you know, and it, and it's sort of like, I think it's interesting with songs. Like if if a song plays in a bar, there are certain lines that everybody can sing Mm -hmm. along to. And then certain parts that like nobody knows. (laughs) Um, And it's like, which, lyrics like jump out at you and stay has a disproportionate effect on what you think about the song. Yeah. Um, it's like I've, I've informed you to leave I remember with this above like a lot of the other ones. Right. Like I don't remember apparitions still won't leave me alone. Right. I don't remember that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The bridge is yeah kind of uh, not really yeah. the most memorable part of this one.
1: Apparition still won't leave me alone It's
0: as if you
1: I get ill when I get tired. Kind of stands out to me. Yeah. Um, well, this is we, and like the, those end up defining the song. Like, um, like in um, in uh, in the song Jane and the in the BNL song Jane. Right. Uh-huh. For some reason, like um, uh, no Juliana to my Evan always <laughs> stood out. That's like a lyric from that song. Right.
0: Yeah. It's such a, a weird anachronistic like left. By, yeah. 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 I, I do like that. Um, but yeah, you're right. It does. It does. This whole song really, when I was, when we were preparing to do the stunt album and like, I was just looking through all the tracks, I could hum or sing some part of all of them. But this song was a big, like black hole in my memory. (laughs) I mean, it, it really, it's quick. It goes by. There's like maybe like 50 words in the whole song. Like it really is just like not there. Like, It's a ghost in itself too, a little bit. I don't know. The song itself is an ancient Gregorian, uh, cantrip from a hermetic lodge that, uh, Wipes itself, on, <laughs> ripes, it wipes itself from your memory once you finish listening oh, it to it. It's, 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 you can see the, um, yeah. you can see the arcane sigils woven into the um, meta- <laughs> sure, sure, sure. The number lyrics. of dues uh, yeah. corresponds that's to the, the ancient number. That's of, the, yeah. that's the Sumerian. Uh, I mean,
1: and my 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 cat does talk to me after I listen to this song, <laughs> right? Exactly for a little while. Yeah. yeah,
0: it shouldn't have broken that Sumerian tomb.
1: <laughs> so, sometimes these like lesser songs. Su- I don't mean to call it like lesser, no, but no. like the the less the less. Important or less prominent tracks Those are kind of like sometimes The um, the key to understanding How a band works Like They're le- in a way less guarded On the songs that they don't Like for something like It's All Been Done Which was like a single I think right. Um, They've gone over it a million times Their manager's probably gone over it They've questioned and kicked all the tires sure. I assume with a song like Leave who kn- I don't <laughs> actually know this But I assume with a song like Leave They're like eh that's good enough Let's <laughs> keep going we want to get the album done by this date. Let's go work on this other song more. And and that's good enough for, for this. Right. But, But that, that in a way is reveals themselves more. Yeah,
0: I think that's true. But then I also, you have songs like one week where they weren't even planning on putting it on the album. They thought it was a B side and they were like, their their production manager or whatever was like, no, you have to put this on, which I think they just chat that one out in like an afternoon and it's their biggest song of all time. But yeah, that's so yeah. weird. Yeah. I, I,
1: I, I think I read an interview with Michael Stipe once where he was after talking about how Stand by R.E.M. was like a really big song mm-hmm. for them uh, in the first like third of their career it was one of the biggest songs, you know, before like losing my religion right. mm-hmm. dominated and stuff. And uh, he was like, whatever your dumbest song is, that's the song that everybody's going to grab.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, that's got to oh, be Oh, you know true. what? I think
1: it was actually it was Matthew Sweet. Uh, that was uh, the interview. And he said that he heard that from Michael Stipe oh, about Stan. I see. Matthew Sweet is a song called Girlfriend. Yeah,
0: Girlfriend. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh,
1: which is a really catchy number. But it is kind of his dumbest song. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, compared to other stuff, he's not not dumbest, but like simplest, most childlike.
0: Oh sure, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I think you know musicians want to be artists, and of course they are. But audiences want to be entertained. Right. So I mean, you have to walk yeah, that yeah. line, right? Of course. Um, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's a that's a good that's that's a good interesting shit. I wonder if that's true. I kind of want to go back through like the biggest hits for all the bands and and try and figure out. If they w- truly is their dumbest, like what's the Beatles biggest song? Beatles biggest song is
1: well, Hey Hey Jude is, is maybe their rude. most yeah. the one that people come up. She Loves You is yeah. She Loves You was their biggest selling single. Yeah, um, just in terms of just in in terms of numbers of records moved for sure. Uh, she She Loves You was the biggest selling single in England until like the late seventies. Oh, like wow. nobody beat it.
0: Yeah, wow. Even
1: though that even though that's considered like an early Beatles mania, very dated song by modern fans, it was a it was a jet-packed, crazy, dynamite, TNT song that everybody in the country bought several times. <laughs>
0: wow, that's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I'm um, absolutely right.
1: And She Loves You is kind of silly, right? That's the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah song. Yeah,
0: right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I mean, I, would
1: John Lennon say those were his greatest lyrics? <laughs> the ones where he just goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Actually, being— But it, like, crushed. Oh,
0: absolutely. And being—I mean, I know you are an enormous Beatles fan, but— um, as as are all
1: middle-aged men. <laughs> sure. Um, Is- uh, everybody in the mi- everybody in their mid forties or later has the useless task of defending a band that needs no defending. <laughs>
0: That's why we have this podcast. Yeah, yes. absolutely. Yeah. Um, do you, yeah. Do you feel like there's a lot of crossover between, like, because the harmonies and, I mean, ooh, Paul McCartney mentioned that, like, nobody does harmonies like the Beatles except for Bare Naked Ladies or something insane like that. Um, do you think... Except who? Uh, Bare Naked Ladies. I think he was specifically commenting on their uh, harmonies. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Noted Madman, um, Paul McCartney. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I think, um, you know, the the Beatles are the baseline. Like, they're so big. Like, anybody who's got guitars, harmonies, and melodies, you could trace it to the Beatles if you want. And anytime there's a songwriting partnership of two people, Mm. you can't help but compare it to Lennon McCartney. At least I can't. I can't help. Um, So, I mean, I think, like, the Beatles are the vocabulary that get used for a lot of bands to just describe them. Mm -hmm. You know, who's the John? Who's the Paul? Yeah. Um, So, I. I, I do see comparisons with the harmony and with the songwriting partnership but um I bet you if we dug deeper there's probably some other analog what's the who's the band that uh Fatboy Slim used to belong to that does a happy um happy hour you know you know the song um Hello City yeah, yeah. Uh, at the very end of that song they're going like it's happy yeah, well, hour is here again yeah. or something. That's a reference to a band oh, shit. that I think is a more direct, like, House um, Martins? Bare Naked Ladies. That's it. The House Martins.
0: Okay. I've never heard of, oh my God. All right. We totally missed that. Interesting.
1: That the House Martins to me are Bare Naked Ladies in the eighties. And, uh, I mean, I don't have no idea if that's deliberate or intentional or if b and was inspired by them or whatever, but I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the bare naked Ladies ten years earlier. Wow. Not even ten, like, eight years earlier. Yeah. Oh, okay, cool.
0: I'm gonna have to take a look at them. That's really interesting. Yeah, check them out.
1: Thank you. They're, they're fun. And I have another thing to say about things, songs like Leave, like, the ones that you're like, what's this song? Sure. And, like, you're like, do I even remember <laughs> right. this? I, if you're a fan of the band, these songs are where the band belongs to you. Like, yeah. no one else is laying claim to Leave, but if, like, you <laughs> love it, like, then the, the band is just yours while you're listening to leave. Yes. Like everybody else is out of the room, and it's just like you and the band. And it's kind of special that way. I, I sort of like deep cuts for that reason.
0: Sure. Yeah, I think Some Fantastic is a lot of the same way for me.
1: Um, yeah, it's like Some Fantastic is the real fans who have gotten a little tired of the easy ones to like right. and have hung around longer get hooked on some fantastic and it's just you and the real fans is what it that's what it feels like sure
0: and it's i think a lot of times especially for me it's hard to detach my sense of uh hipsterism from how much i actually like the song but i think they do sort of fold together eventually anyway so if i convince myself i like it enough i actually do like it so yes
1: yes i have that i have that same struggle (laughs) right
0: um yeah we, uh, this song actually because it it is kind of a, a smaller more intimate song but it does have like some big great like uh the electric guitar in it that that uh guitar solo uh that leads us yeah. out is just like really awesome and big and and it sounds
1: great yeah I mean, their musicianship is always awesome. They're always very casual about having amazing chops.
0: Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Um, they do that great call and answer thing uh, with the, the vocals and yeah. the, the guitar during mm-hmm. the verses as well, um, which yeah. I found out that that's actually Kevin on this song. You would think it would be Ed, but that's huh. Kevin playing the – Yeah, oh, cool. which is, is crazy to me. Um, I love it. Yeah, I love yeah, it. yeah, yeah. Um,
1: yeah, man. They're, they're like really great musicians. I love that. I love that stuff. <laughs> I, 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 I do – speaking of like h- having a hipster – Thing. I, I do put on a hipster lens always, right. period. But like when I'm uh, listening to bands, I'll, I'll like look at it through the eyes of a very mocking, skeptical, informed person and sort of what does it look like there? And it's really easy to make fun of bare-naked ladies in that for lens sure, uh-huh. or even to dismiss them or to be like, and I, I, I'm down for that. I don't care about, I'm down to dismiss a band <laughs> and mock them. I have a good old time, uh-huh. make you know, shit talking uh, somebody's work of art for my own personal amusement. Right. I, I honestly don't mind, but that's not where I live. Like this, this band, this band moves me. I know that's crazy, <laughs> but it does. And Stephen Page's voice just grabs onto the middle of my heart, even when he's shitting stuff out, even his solo albums. Sure,
0: yeah, uh,
1: even his weird cover of Paranoid Android. That he did on his solo album, oh. I love that shit, man. <laughs> He's magic.
0: I'm not as big up on Stephen Page, and I have to hear this now. Oh man, as a re- huge radio <laughs> fan, yeah, i I've,
1: Oh, you've never heard of his "Paranoid Android"? It's real weird. Oh
0: man, I, 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 it's I,
1: I, it's like if "Paranoid Android" is like you know this epic. Sure. Radiohead song that's got like you know three or four songs crammed into one mm-hmm. and goes on forever and has all these multiple time signatures Stephen Page's version it sounds like he didn't rehearse it <laughs> I mean it, he may have I don't know but it sounds like him and a guitarist is like let's just do Paranoid Android and they like do a weird half acoustic half arranged version <laughs> oh, of Paranoid wow. Android
0: this sounds horrible and
1: uh yeah but I love it because but his voice is so good sure oh yeah, I, you yeah he can
0: sing anything and make it sound wonderful yeah. I'm sure yeah we kills it yeah and especially watching live videos i couldn't find any live videos of this song but man live videos of him are just incredible the way he belts it yeah. out with no regard for his own like his voice will crack and but it sounds so passionate mm-hmm. like he's just he's, he's the best i love him so much
1: i gotta i gotta see him in concert
0: yeah oh you definitely do he plays a bunch of Red naked lady songs in concert too so you will not be disappointed even if you're not super familiar with his uh his oeuvre yeah Um. Yeah. I don't know. I like this song. I I just wrote. I didn't have a a ton of notes for it. It was just like it didn't. It doesn't wear out. It's welcome. It's breezy. Mm -hmm. It's quick. It's jangle pop. I love that. Yeah. It's true. For sure.
1: For sure. Um.
0: But yeah. I don't know. Ev, what did you? Did you have anything else that you wanted to specifically talk about about it? Not specifically. I think you guys have hit on pretty much everything. Yeah. I mean, except that it's obviously about a scientist or engineer who's invented the thing that's going to kill, that destroyed the human race, and is having to live with that. Sure. Uh, Will, Evan does <laughs> Evan does an apocalypse read every time, so Ev, if you would, go ahead. Yeah, we're, <laughs> what we're seeing is the uh, tattered remnants of the human race plaguing uh-huh. a uh, scientist, or engineer, it could be either, okay. uh, who's created some sort of, uh, uh, maybe like a gray goo situation or something like that. Somebody's and, nine. And they're in their lab, and uh, just being haunted by that, and they're saying, I, I'm sorry, I, I, I tried to do good. I tried to make this... I tried to make this for humanity. Sort of like a J. Robert Oppenheimer sort of thing. You know, I am become mm-hmm. death, destroyer mm-hmm. of worlds. I see it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Or we could I see or this it. could be like a uh, post societal apocalypse where we've gone post human. Okay. And and yet it's one of those things where not everybody gets on board with it. So you've got the remnants of the old human race. So these these homo sapiens and then you've got homo superior or homo you know neo sapien or whatever you want to call them who are you know smarter faster or whatnot and they still have to like look back and see what they were oh apparitions just yeah yeah like (laughs) hey like we're 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 chewing up the remains of your culture (laughs) and becoming something more than human could you just go oh i love that Oh, or man. it could be like an I am legend scenario where you've got this uh the the sole survivor of humanity and uh-huh. humanity sort of moved on so so through a verse perspective so you've got like one human left who's seeing these like neo sapiens and saying like this is our world this was my world and then you know it's, there's that big uh big shift where you find out oh wait no I'm the bad guy sure sort of a yeah yeah, yeah. a planet of the Apes like oh this was my world all along yeah anyway. yeah okay oh.
1: or 10 generations later no organic life left on the planet it's all computer programs. Uh, occupying, Uh and a program has gone rogue. And uh, this is the virus scrubber who's arrived to uh, get rid of it (laughs) in its routine scrubbing of the giant hard disk that is North America.
0: Oh, my God. That's Um, amazing.
1: And the virus scrubber is realizing that a sector has become corrupted by this virus, and so it's been poisoned forever. And even after it makes it leave, there'll be a remnant of it. And it's a a song of annoyance. The virus scrubber is annoyed.
0: (laughs) Holy well, we've never had a guest. Yeah, usually the guest's the polite uh, <laughs> disgust yeah. is what I usually get from guests. I've never had one jump no, on, not, and I very much appreciate now, this.
1: Now I'm now I'm really into this. <laughs> right,
0: yeah. I mean, it could be like mutants being forced off the planet by humans. Like there's been some sort of like radiation outbreak, and people have mutated. But we have sort of space travel, so like get out of our planet. We don't want you anymore. You're not like us. Oh, okay, sure, yeah. yeah. So it could be a meditation on oh, humanity and like conforming. yeah. yeah. I like that. I, I'm really into this whole I have no mouth and i must scream sort of universe that will construct. It also it's really good uh, rock guitar and feedback threaded into the melody. <laughs> Oh, you finally decided to contribute about the song, too. (laughs) I like that. Okay. Yeah, it was just like, the more I read about the actual canon explanation. So, like, uh, Ed posted a little thing. Like, I lost my brother Doug in a motorcycle accident about 15 years ago. Strange that it's been that long. I didn't sleep well for ages. I used to, this is so fucking cute. I used to wake Ty up when I was having nightmares about him. Like, can you imagine on the tour bus Ed's like Ty I had a bad dream again about my brother? Like, they're adorable. These boys are adorable. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but just yeah,
0: seeing and I, I agree with you, Will, like talking about the dynamics, like the behind the scenes, like how the friction yeah. between some and how much they care about each other, and mm-hmm. it really does feed into I think how much I love the band as well. So excellent. Yeah.
1: Uh, I love thinking about it.
0: Yeah. Uh, all right, well let's move on to rating this song. Ev, as you know, we rate scale, we rate songs on a scale from bare naked to fully clothed. Indeed. The fewer clothes a song is wearing, the better it is. And the more it's bundled up, the worse. So we'll give Will some yeah. time to think. So Ev, if you would lead us. I'm ready on. to go whenever oh, you want. Oh shit. Th- but you know what? However, whatever order Will, you want. I'm going to defer to you as our guest. Tell yeah. me how you feel this song is bare naked or fully clothed. Well,
1: I mean, as interesting as it is. Uh-huh. I'm going to say this is a pretty modestly dressed song. Oh, I see. In other words, like, prudishly dressed. Like, I, I think, um, I don't think it's showing a lot of skin. Yeah. I'm going to say, I don't think it's layered up, per se. uh. But I'm going to say it's like, you know, khakis. It's khakis and a short-sleeved cotton shirt in the summer. <laughs> uh, With a hat.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, a bonnet or, like, so a baseball cap? 10-gallon? I'd talking? say, yeah,
1: I'm thinking, like, a baseball okay, cap. Okay. Like, a little... Yeah, Cool. like a repressed bro in the summer.
0: <laughs> Good, I love it. That's perfect. All right, Ev, what you got? For me, this is the scene from the beginning of the famously uh, misogynistic alt-right vehicle Ghostbusters. Okay. <laughs> uh, all right, go ahead. <laughs> uh, where Ray, Raymond Stance uh-huh. is having his pants unzipped. And his belt taken off by, by ghost. a ghost. Okay, sure. Who is about to give him yeah. a blowjob. Uh-huh. She is dressed it's a very normal You can't thing. really see, no, I mean you, she's wearing like gauzy clothes. There's like a hint of uh form beneath it. But uh even though she's up for some naughtiness, uh she's dressed pretty conservatively. Okay. All right. Interesting. Like she's she's in she's in ghost dress so she's down to clown she's wearing several sheets but she's still gonna wear a bunch yeah, of clothes she's, a, so she's doing it yeah exactly sort of like a, a a a movie sex thing where they finish and they're still wearing like their shirt oh. or whatever and i shouldn't call ghostbusters alt-right it's libertarian it's a famous libertarian vehicle oh is it yeah i mean you should private businesses should be allowed to run unlicensed nuclear reactors <laughs> downtown and when the epa the bad guys the bad come guys. to set you shut you down you should release ghosts everywhere <laughs> absolutely you should. punish them punish the government Um, my rating for this song, uh, I am at a farmer's market (laughs) and out of the corner looking for some oat milk i'm looking for some oat milk i need to get that amish peanut butter with the marshmallow mixed into it local honey so you don't get the allergies as bad this summer and i look to my it's a hot summer day and i look to my right and i think i see like out of the corner of my eye it is a woman in a bonnet and a long dress and she's very much covered up and I, like, out of the corner of my eye, like, I think that maybe her face, I think she, it's demonic. Like, it's some sort of, like, Lovecraftian demonic thing. And then I, like, look away, and then I think to double take, and when I look back, she's not there at all. This song, <laughs> when you look away from it, it disappears, <laughs> and you have to really think about it again. So, but I, you know what? I think... Uh, I. uh I think maybe I only caught her from the 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 waist up because she's not wearing any pants. This song is not terrible, yeah. right? It's got a bonnet. It's got a long shirt on. But but dig no into pants. that like love. So you like when you first looked at her, you saw something that horrified. I you? thought I did. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I didn't see anybody at all, Ev. I so don't know. What, what terrified you or unsettled you about this song? Um ghosts, man. <laughs> okay. yeah. You know I'm a I'm a skeptic. I'm scared. Wait, then I... why did you summon and bind me in this circle in your basement? This <laughs> is true. I apologize. You're a civil war ghost. Sometimes I forget the canon of this podcast. <laughs> um, in any case, Will, thank you so much for being on the show yes, today. We, we really appreciate it. Um, what do you have going on? Oh, yeah, what, thanks for having me. Yeah, what do you have to plug? What's going on?
1: Um let's see. I have um I have a podcast. I'm doing this with my brother called uh, Screw It. We're just going to talk about Spider-Man. <laughs> and we're going to morph that into Screw It. We're just going to talk about comics. Oh, cool, cool. But if you subscribe to the Spider-Man one, it's going to turn into that other one. Right. So, if you are a, um, you know, if you're really hungry for two middle-aged white dudes to talk about comic books because you just can't find any place where that happens, <laughs> it uh, happens on my podcast. Right. Uh, yeah.
0: This was, like, yeah. 2018 was the year of Spider-Man, the PS4 game, the spider Man. Yeah, it was. Uh, yes, oh, yes. Oh, man, it was such a good year. It
1: really was. It's crazy. Attack yes.
0: the dark. Attack the... <laughs> what, turn off the dark? Turn off the dark. Yeah, that was 2018. Yeah, turn off the dark. You're a little bit behind. Yeah. <laughs> But, all right, well, thank you so much for being here. We really appreciate it. My pleasure. All right, thank you. Bye-bye. Hi, Evan. Hey, Saker. If you could change one thing about you, what would it be? If I could change one thing about me? Yeah. I'd have a million (laughs) dollars. No, I mean, about you as like a- Physically or mentally? Physically, mentally. Uh, It has to be internal. Monetarily? (laughs) Nope. It has to be internal to you either. it can't be external. I can't change like, I want to be prettier. No, you can. I mean, that's like, you're- your, the th- your ability to change stops with your body. Uh, okay. Um, I want to... Uh... You can change one bare naked lady thing about you. No, sh- shut up. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I do. Uh, you can I- change one bare naked lady thing about you. I still want to die mm-hmm. at the normal time. Right. But I never want to look like I'm getting older. That's pretty good. Actually, no. And I don't want my brain to get older either. So you don't want to actually remember anything? No, like, I just never want to get... The most terrifying you thing be in forever. the world to me is Alzheimer's. Forever young. That fucking terrifies me. Yeah, Alzheimer's is scary. Just well, actually, any brain... Like, Alzheimer's uh, isn't as bad, I think, as like... Like aphasia. Like Parkinson's. Yeah, or like the diving bell like, shit. That's... Uh, Ugh. We're taking this dark again, as usual. Yeah, as usual. So, like, if you would you rather be like locked in where your brain is totally fine, but your body is decoded, or do you want your mind to fall apart? Because I had my, I've seen that, I've seen that happen to my grandparents, and one of them had severe dementia, and one yeah. of them had severe Parkinson's, and I don't, I've thought a lot about that, and I'm not sure what horror oh, I would want. Jesus once... Christ! You brought this up. I did. <laughs> you asked me what I would change. Um, I would rather be locked. In in yeah no because dementia you wouldn't it, it you become everyone else's problem i would still be everyone else's problem if i were locked in. right but you would know it oh jesus christ oh god you're right i guess i'd rather not know that i was yeah, being i would uh, i would rather if i was going to be a burden i'd rather not know i was a burden i would rather diving bell because i could ask for the release of death right when you're when you're if you if you're totally gone mentally mm-hmm. you don't know enough that you're a burden but if i know that i'm a burden i will be like give me triple the dose of morphine today with my eyes with the diving bell morse code <laughs> language and i feel like yeah i feel like when it gets to i mean this is i really hope assisted horrifying. suicide is a thing when we get old Oh, me because too. i feel like you should be able to choose the time that you leave i keep joking with my partner that we should both get into a plane crash on the same day because we don't want to live oh, with like each like other. A, like a fastball situation. Like a fastball. I want to like, give it the old classic fastball. No, yeah. like the, the... Yeah, the song. The song, yeah. yeah. Their the great song where the two lovers just walk into the desert and die. That's a great song and I love the the whole theming behind it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, 100%. That's what I want to do. What would you change about yourself? Let's get out of this. I would change... My, what what bare naked lady thing yes. would I change about myself? Oh, I'm sorry. I would probably uh, make... How is that a thing? I asked... I would... What... It's like, um, like Thundercats or like Wonder Twins or something. I'd say like form of Jim Cregan. So I could take some aspect of the bare naked ladies that I like and internalize it to myself. So I would make myself, I would take Jim's musicality. Okay. So I would, because I can play, I can play instruments, but I'm not a musician. I can't, I can like learn a song by rote, play the song through and sound okay doing it. But I would like to understand music better. Right. And I've tried a bunch of times to learn music, but I just can't do it. I, yeah, I mean, what else, what are you going to take? I mean, of course you're going to take one of their musicalities. No. What else could, I would take Stephen Page's glass it like his look like no of course i would take ed's uh, calm unflappable demeanor because i feel like he doesn't get hot under the collar yeah that's probably true he has a cute dog you ever seen instagrams of his dog stop trying to make me think of dogs i know what happens when you think of dogs You're one of those people that thinks filth is funny. (laughs) You like to have your childhood ruined. Yeah, I do. Dirty Story Night is for you. Having completed two seasons of competitive erotic stories, there are still plenty of titillating tales to tantalize you. Are they stories about erotic competitions? That's correct. Nude weightlifting. (laughs) Uh, That's a thing. Sword fighting. Uh, What sport would you most like to see nude? And you can't say Greco-Roman wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> um, what sport would I most want to see nude? What would be this? What would be the silliest sport to see nude? Okay, because yeah, I, I was gonna say it would be like. I mean, as a straight man, not that I don't want to see but my answer would be creepy cuz it would be like women's volleyball or something just because yeah. i don't want to so what's the silliest sport the you board. would like to see nude uh, What the silliest sport i would like to see nude would be i think uh uh like those e-leagues like starcraft <laughs> <laughs> just you can play starcraft competitively but, but you, you have to be naked, naked. <laughs> yes absolutely what do you think the uh, number one i tr- like track and field would be funny cuz it's yeah. like shit flopping all over Yeah, i think you, that gives you a good a good uh like taste of all yes. the different flops. Can you imagine discus? Because as they spun, you would see the, like the, the countervolutions. Like, laughing around. That would be fun as hell. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, man. That would be good. Or like hockey because they would check each other but they have to be real. Oh, yeah. Because I feel like yeah, no, they would not be want real their dicks dangerous. to touch each other. Yeah, that'd be real dangerous, too. Oh, because they have those blades yeah, on their and like, feetsies. It's like ice. It's yeah, cold and in there. Yeah, and that puck is going at 60 miles an hour. Yeah, I feel like hockey would be super dangerous. Yeah, hockey would be the most fun like, because if you wanted to see people get really hurt. Yeah, if that was your thing, Saker. Hockey, yeah. Uh, yeah. Why would does anyone watch anything? to see to watch people die <laughs> watch injuries oh, that's NASCAR NASCAR nude NASCAR <laughs> it would be the most pointless one yeah Formula 1 oh what about like, a, uh, like ballroom dancing isn't that an Olympic sport now yeah I mean it, it nude ballroom like. dancing would be erotic that'd be fun yeah I'd get all my buds together <laughs> I'd get the chips and salsa we'd watch some erotic nude ballroom yeah. dancing <laughs> professional wrestling anyway <laughs> sometimes the competitors only have 30 minutes to write their entries that's all it says. Dirty story night. <laughs> Dirty story night. And all of our shows can be found at IABD dot. Here's a question. Do you think IABD regrets adding us to their network? 100%. Okay. Um, Do you feel bad about that? No, I don't. We're doing our thing. Actually, yeah. I don't think I feel like they knew what they were getting into. Yeah, well, when they picked us up, we were like on episode five. Okay. I don't think we had a real so, thing yet. Let me say IABD. If you want to end this, just kill us. Just kill us both. We want assisted suicide to yes, be a thing. Yes, we want to be killed. But don't make us suffer. Don't make us suffer, please. Don't, yeah, don't don't drag this out. All right, well. All right, bye. Love you, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to It's All Been Done, a Bare Naked Ladies, Ladies podcast. podcast. Now's the time in the show when we spin, spin that beautiful Razor sharp. Okay, it was a little bit of <laughs> it was a delay. A on of that anticipation, <laughs> right there. Um, okay, <laughs> this one is called Conventioneers. Ev. What fandom would the narrator of this song belong to, and why? Oh, this is one of mine. Yes, it is. It's one of the new ones that you uh, just put on okay. here. Okay. So leave. Leave doesn't have a whole lot of meat on this bone. <laughs> that was uh, we talked about. So that. We may have to stretch for this well, one. Okay. He's obviously interested in the supernatural. Yes. Or not interested in the supernatural. <laughs> yeah, he wants the supernatural. The supernatural the is interested in him. Alone. So is the protagonist of the song the narrator, or is the protagonist of the song the the eponymous leave? wait what are you saying so I'm saying whose perspective are you doing this from are you talking about the narrator who wants this ghost to leave him alone yeah. or are we talking about the ghost no the narrator the narrator the narrator of the song is what you said is what you wrote okay okay so <laughs> uh, this song um have you ever oh, there's a uh, another podcast called thrilling adventure hour mm-hmm. and uh, in that podcast there's a segment called beyond belief mm-hmm. where there's two wealthy socialites who can see goats ghosts but don't want to. Uh, so ghosts always come to them to Mm -hmm. solve their problems because Mm -hmm. they know. So I think he might be a big beyond belief fan because he can see ghosts, but he does not want to apparitions just won't leave him alone. Okay. So he's like, he's like, he's part of a fan, an unwilling part of a fandom. Oh, like a psychic. Like, no, I think he just sees reverberations of himself in these characters, and that's what we want to see when we... Well, people keep coming to him because he's he, he's like a sixth that sixth sense kid. Sixth sense, yes. Where, like, he can see ghosts, and people know he can see ghosts. He can actually talk to other side, but he doesn't really... He doesn't... <laughs> they bother him. Oh, but here's here's the problem, and now I Once I kind he sees of... them, he can't unsee them, and they follow him around for fucking sure. ever. Oh, that's a, uh, an anime called Triple uh, X-Holic is what it's called. It's called Monolithic Fishmonger X. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but here's the thing. is not that I'm thinking about it. Your fandom isn't always so. In this, the, what we have about the narrator mm-hmm. is that uh, there's a ghost who won't leave him alone, right? Mm-hmm. So he wouldn't want to hear any. The thing is, he doesn't want ghosts. He wouldn't be his his fandom would be like Property Brothers. Like <laughs> he just wants something to take his mind off. <laughs> like the thing is, you don't want the bad. Th- you don't want to be reminded uh-huh. of the bad thing over and over again, right? right so i think like it's, well maybe he'll be like a he'll like a ghostbusters fandom where he's like a really he wants to, like, trying to figure out a way to get rid of this fucking thing sure and he thinks that ghostbusters he's is writing having, like an instructional manual about how to get tobin rid of spirit guy he's writing he's writing fan fiction about like real gr- gross fan fiction to try and make the ghosts leave him alone <laughs> a gross fan fiction yeah he wants i mean because he he wants the ghosts to leave yeah so, so he thinks if the ghosts are reading his fanfiction over his shoulder, probably. What else do they have to do? I don't know. Why doesn't he just type "fuck off, ghosts" in a big font over and over again? That us. just makes him laugh. Oh, I see. And ghosts <laughs> have the most irritating <laughs>, laughs. Yeah, I don't know. This is a hard one because we have a narrator who's defined by what he hates in this mm-hmm. song, right? So that it's hard. He to- loves sleep. He does. We don't know that he loves it. It's just a necessity for. Him. I don't love. <laughs> he really wants air. Sleep. Well, I mean, but when something is denied you, you it it occupies your thoughts. Like if you if you're on a diet, you think about food. It's this is proven. You think about food way more often than you would if you weren't dieting. Right. Okay. And I think that this guy's thinking about sleep a lot. So is there some dark corner of the internet where people like? I know that like people bond over the in- most interesting things, like getting the most mileage out of their like electric cars. Yes, like, is there like a, a big is there community. like is there like a sleep prolonger? Like, oh, I, oh my god, I just had 16 hours last night, nonstop. Oh, I was thinking it might be the other way around. I'm sure there's a community out there of people who are like, I just went 48 no sleep. What's up? I saw so much shit. <laughs> like, there were shapes and colors and ghosts, and the dude is like, ghosts. Wait, I don't get sleep. And I- do you think he sees the ghost because he doesn't get sleep? Do you think this is an, a chicken and egg scenario? Uh, egg came first. Okay, Evan. Eggs, there <laughs> your pedantry is not helpful in this scenario. Lizards lay eggs, so egg Shut came the before. Fuck up Eggs him. existed long before chickens even existed. <laughs> the chicken egg or the egg? Or the chicken. Shit. Okay, nice try. <laughs> nice try. The chicken obviously hatched out of a proto chicken's okay. egg. In any case. Um, do you think that he's seeing the ghosts because he doesn't get sleep? Uh, that's a good question. And, uh, I don't know. Like, I feel like he would be haunted by, the, I mean, that's sort of what madness is. is You're haunted by your own mind and your own like failings and things like that. Yeah. Right. So he's seeing, he's seeing this, maybe he wants to be able to talk to have, have talked to the ghost b in life, but he can't now. Sure. Okay. Interesting. Huh? Mm. Okay. So, so he's, he's not part of a ghost fandom. No, I don't think he's part. of He's I, part of Ghostbusters fan. Okay, Ghostbusters. I'm gonna say Property Brothers. Property uh, Brothers. Still our, that's your answer. That's where you That's where your. Uh, uh they might be too many this. houses in that show. Maybe like nailed it, like some cooking show, because that's a good great British. Bake Off. Great, great British Bake Off. Okay, There's I no it out. The, the, the farthest. What is the farthest from the supernatural? <laughs> yes, yeah, great British Bake Off. Although it does have no fielding on it, and he's kind of like a he does he's played like he plays he's played ghosts oh okay (laughs) so it can't even be anyone who's played a ghost exactly right or has the letters g-h-o in their name so no g's no no letters from the word ghost sure no no supernatural nothing not even like it has to be that's hard it'd be like a I was going to say Beyond the Actors of Studio with James Lipton. Okay. But I'm sure they have (laughs) actors on who have played ghosts. Specific episodes of that. He's a fandom of uh, when stations go off the air. and (laughs) No, 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 because it's Poltergeist. Oh, yeah, I guess you're right. Fuck. Uh, Yeah, he doesn't. I guess infomercials, because Info. infomercials are fo- yes. by the living, yes. for the living. Yes. Ghosts do not consume. Exactly. That is the fundamental difference. That's the only difference between living and the dead. Is the dead <laughs> do, not do not consume. consume. That is yeah, they're defined by, or just consume anything. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. So he loves. Like they can't his, eat. They can't sleep. He's fucking. You open up the closet in this guy's house and slap chops just. <laughs> Sham wow. QVC's biggest buyer. That's right. <laughs> yes. QVC. Okay. There is nothing. So he's he's in the QVC. Nothing fan. supernatural about QVC. <laughs> you think there's QVC fandom. There's a fandom for everything. There has to be. I mean, that's one of the beauties of uh, our modern society where everybody has access to everything all the time forever. Have you ever seen that clip of that guy from QVC with that sword? Oh, where he breaks it and cuts himself really bad. It's so funny. I know he hurt himself really bad, but man, is that a funny clip? (laughs) Okay, now's the time in the show when we answer an email from our friends, our fans, our biggest buddies. Richard. This email is from a person named Riley. Riley. Riley says, "Hi, Hi Riley. It, uh, their their question. The title of the email is question. Okay, good. <laughs> Starting that's... off with a bang. <laughs> Hi, it's all been done. Hello, how Hello. are you? Hello, Riley. If you had to get a tattoo inspired by the Bare Naked Ladies or any of their songs, what would it be? Oh, Thanks. That's a Riley. good question. This is an amazing question. A Bare Naked Ladies tattoo. I would get Tyler eating a hoagie from the <laughs> Gordon video. <laughs> from the Enid video. Enid, yeah, the Eden video." <sighs> That's such a good answer. Huge on my back. Oh no. Because I feel like my brain was awash with ideas and now they're all gone and replaced with a picture (laughs) of Tyler Tyler. eating. You can't think of anything else. Like once someone sees that tattoo, they're like oh my God, everything I've done in my life is wrong. I need to get my tattoo. See, but here's the thing. I also don't like in your face tattoo. I don't like people's faces. I don't like, I like abstract. So maybe the Gordon logo for me, the- just the, So the Pepsi logo. The pe- the ball. <laughs> it's not totally the Pepsi so you, you logo. You get a Pepsi tattoo. I do love Pepsi. To be <laughs> honest, I am a Pepsi boy more than I am a Coke boy. Pepsi's way better. Um, But you're like you go into you go to a restaurant and you're like, do you have Pepsi? And they're like, uh, are, is Coke okay? And you go, no, no, you have just lost my business and, <laughs> and walk you walk out immediately. <laughs> um, yeah, but I always make sure to ask after I've ordered and received my meal. I would like a Pepsi, and so that just, way if I can, I can walk out. You I you can, can already pour it on the ground. The meal. Yeah. yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I, the Gordon logo is not. It would I, for me. It would have to be. Oh shit! You know what it is for me? It's the eyeball from the maroon cover. Because Maroon is my favorite Branding Good Ladies album, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that Eyeball is sort of the iconic... I feel like each album has an iconic stunt. It would be the stunt boy. The creepy right? stunt the boy. The creepy stunt boy. Venganzo. Venganzo Venganzo is, the, <laughs> is on the cover of Stunt. Um, Actually, maybe not for Maybe You Should Drive or uh or uh, Born on Pirate Ship, um, but I don't know. You could get the old man on the tricycle. That would be a great <laughs> tattoo <laughs> for Maybe You Should Drive. I would Drive. get the... Uh, um the cover of Gordon without the ball, Mm -hmm. but I would be tattooed like on my lower legs. So when I stand together and they would be looking up at my asshole (laughs) (laughs) instead of the, instead of the Gordon ball. (laughs) Yes. God, okay, I forgot. This is a comedy show. <laughs> I can't be talking about what I would really get. Sure. Along the length oh, of my nope, here penis, we go. Dude, I would get the late. lyrics to one week. it <laughs> it's Vin <been, laughs> starts like the treasure trail down, and then it just goes along the length of your dick. <laughs> oh, shit. That's good. I mean, you really could do one of those, like, you know they have those shirts with, like, an entire book printed on them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do that with your, you could become a human canvas and have every bare naked oh, lady lyric forever just like in tiny font on you what happens when they keep releasing new albums well i mean you wouldn't cover your entire body with it they've had you would cut your skin off and grow (laughs) new skin i feel like they've had 11 albums with like 12 songs to 15 songs on each right but they can put they can it might be hard to tattoo this but i know they can print an entire book like do you think the 11 albums let's say there's 15 songs on an album so that's what 165 songs yeah. Plus, I mean, you can. And so, how many words are in a song? Like Am I putting three, four hundred? Yeah, leave not many. Yeah. So, like, I mean, that's not a lot of words. Yeah. If you're writing super duper smell. Yeah. I guess I could. Well, what you would need to do if they put out more albums and your skin was all is put on a lot of weight so your skin <laughs> oh, stretches. And bad. then in the interstitial spaces, get the new You'd albums. You do it in between other songs. Yeah. That sucks. Or. Tattoo them inside your lips. <laughs> okay, that's not bad. <gasps> yeah, start getting internal on the back of my eyelids. Yeah. On my... What I need you to do is peel back this layer of skin, tattoo the inside, put it back. Perfect. Love it. Okay. Yeah. Uh. So I would get the entirety of Brinica Lady's discography, including the B-Sides tattooed all over my body. Uh, no. Um, and then you would get like put in prison for some crime and people would be really... St- scared Ooh, by you yeah until they read like do 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 just do do all over <laughs> my arm do 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 um yeah maybe that one wouldn't be so great i'd have to i don't think i'd ever be able to get a job again unless i was working Hello, for the tattoo? bare naked no, I mean, ladies tattoo- as their professional piss drinker <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> sorry what were you saying i like like my first tattoo of the hoagie your professional piss drinker line just shot whatever like urinated whatever thought out of my head i don't even have any idea what i was about to say riley that was an excellent question that was a great question thank you so I'm, much as always i apologize for our terrible answer <laughs> yes, it the podcast in general yeah. yes yeah yeah sorry jorky <laughs> all right embo we done did it that was that was something. That was a good episode. Hey, was it? Thank you to Will Hines. What a good man. What a smart man. What a, what pretty, a pretty man, man. <laughs> of the Hines Ketchup fortune. <laughs> yes. Um, Fifty-two varieties. Ev, um, it's been a long week. It's been a long time. It's been a hard Since week. I saw your smile. I actually face. have a plug this week. Oh my God! Do it. Okay, can I? I, saker. Yes. Do you think I have anything to plug this <laughs> week? <laughs> I'm sure you don't, folks. Um. I have a band and my band has a Kickstarter right now Ooh. that is currently available for you to pledge. Go to Kickstarter and type in two, the number two, the letter D, the number six. Uh, and uh, you can pledge my, it's my band. We, we're a nerdcore band. We, uh, we have songs about uh, Mega Man and libraries and uh, rogues from D&D and all sorts of stuff on this album. Going so. back to 1992. And going back to 1992. Yeah. Um so yeah, pledge. I'd love to see some Bare Naked Ladies fans getting my you can get the whole album for a dollar through Kickstarter, which is amazing. Uh, and it shows Are there us any Bare Naked Lady songs? Hot songs about Bare Naked Ladies on the album. We sampled one week for the opening track of this album. There you go. Because see? of this podcast, I've become obsessed. <laughs> but the whole uh the the um the chorus for it's all about where we've been, right? So the it's like it's been it, and it's like it's been a moment since the sad and had a heart to heart. But uh, the end of the course is Chickadee China. The boys are back. <laughs> so uh, for Brandon good ladies fans, there will be a track on the album for you. What a wonderful thing! What a wonderful life! Uh, so please pledge that that would be great. I'll put a link in the show notes. Ev, what do you have to plug? Do you have a Kickstarter? I don't have a for start. red hours two blue hours. No, <laughs> no. I want to sell more copies of it. Okay. So. What can people do to find it? Should I put a link to the Amazon in the uh, show notes or the Black Library stuff? I mean, just type in "Evan Dickin, the Red Hours." Wait, it's the Black Library. The Black Library. And yours is the Red Hours. Are all of them the orange noun or the uh, the color noun? Yeah, that's what it is. Okay, <laughs> that's how are they... they really? I don't know. No, they're not. Oh, so you just fucked up. Yeah, I don't. You just. Up. I screwed up. Okay. I like it. I still want to read it. I gotta get from the library. Yeah buy it you son of a bitch <laughs> I don't think the library has it I could do that it's five bucks okay perfect can do can do Ev great yeah. job thank you thank you thank you every time we end the podcast from now on we should thank each other <laughs> like Marie Kondo you thank each item for its service before oh, you throw it out <laughs> that's one that's I, I haven't read anything about Marie Kondo's method because my partner is so against it really because he's a hoarder okay and,, uh, we own the book. Okay. I, just, I don't want I don't want to read it. Well, I don't want to read it because my partner said, "I don't want you reading that because you'll get ideas." <laughs> <laughs> like, because I'm always trying to get rid of stuff. And I think, like Mary Kondo and I would agree on a lot of shit. Sure. And, uh, my partner did it uh, maybe two years ago and she threw out so much stuff. I it was would great. love that. My, no, my partner's being really good about getting rid of stuff. Okay. And, uh, you know, it's very hard for him. Yeah. So I understand. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah, ex- yeah. I respect that. But, God damn, Is I want to get rid of it. Is he nostalgic? Is he. Just, I don't, I don't know. Like, I think he, he just comes from hoarders and okay. he's doing a much better job than his mother and his mother's mother okay like and i come from hoarders too but i had like the opposite reaction to it like <laughs> you were horrified. Like i go down into like my grandparents basement like this is fucking horrible <laughs> i hate this i don't want to like i feel like the yeah. walls are closing in and uh, you wrote a story about a hoarder's house yeah it was a horror story it was terrifying you should have called it horrorder. Hoarderer. <laughs> i'm workshopping the, the hoarding the hoarding wasn't the point of the story <laughs> i know it wasn't it was just it an was incidental. i like that story a lot You can read it on RocketShipDragons.com. (laughs) It's on strange horizons. You love strange horizons. I like their listing of triggers before stories. Cool. I don't want to upset anyone. Me either. Like I don't, I don't mind upsetting people, but I don't want to make someone relive trauma. So there's a difference. Uh, Yeah. Art art can be transgressive, but it shouldn't be suppressive. We ended this episode on a real downer. What As happened? We re- we end every segment on a downer. We end our lives Trump, on a da- Trump is still president. Uh, I'm <laughs> Saker. I'm Evan. We'll see you again in one week.